Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Talk and Power podcast, episode 127. I am Nick DeCembre and I'm joined by co-host Todd Brinkworth over there. Todd, thanks for joining us. No worries, Nick. To the important stuff, Todd. Yes. We we thought we'd call... This is kind of a special episode. This is episode 127. We weren't scheduled to record till next week, but I really couldn't rest on our laurels and... Uh, not get together so we've, we're doing a special recording you can actually catch us on youtube as well we've recorded this one so hello That's to everyone right. out there in yeah. the, on youtube world where we're recording this one on youtube as well so you can watch us if you choose to do it that way or get us on 88.5 fm or as a podcast like lots of people do but yeah we wanted to talk about really the 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 crowning of a new world champion yes so max verstappen is the 2021 reigning Formula One world champion, and uh, congratulations to him, to Red Bull Racing, and to all the, you know, Red Bull team. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's uh, a magnificent job. I wanted to know what were your thoughts on Max before we talk about the race controversy, because that that's we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for we'll leave that parked for a moment. Yep. Your thoughts on Max's year? What do you, what do you think? Well, first of all, I was thinking about this all day, Nick. Um, listeners have listened to myself and Will Simon, who's not here tonight, today, uh, say that we missed races, we've not watched races, we've skipped over it because it was boring. I spent the best part of yesterday reviewing the entire F1 season up before the race started. Mm. That just shows how keen I was. Um, look, the best way to review Max's year is Mad Max. Mm. Yep. I mean, anyone that can take the fight to Hamilton like he did, arguably in a car that wasn't wasn't as good. I want to say it wasn't as good. Wasn't certainly wasn't as good in the last five races. Um, hundred percent is that's talent. Mm. And when you actually when you actually watch it in a very compact compacted manner like I did, um, it makes you realise how crazy this year was like if you had yeah. a space it over all year you would have been like oh there were some highs and lows no when you watched the whole year and afternoon like i did wow mm. you yep. couldn't you couldn't write a movie that crazy no well, let's take a step back to silverstone this year he went into silverstone i just have a distinct memory of silverstone yeah. because it's it's one of my favorite races of the year it's in england's backyard and it's where you'd like to see the Brits get defeated. Hello, cheerio to all of our British <laughs> listeners. Um, but it, it, it's true. I say that with a, I take that with a grain of salt. But um, yeah. that race there, Max Verstappen went to Silverstone with a thirty-three point lead or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And went home in an ambulance. Yeah, uh, made you... contact with Lewis. Yep. Uh, in a high-speed corner, hit the wall, and was. I don't think he was hurt too bad, but had to go to hospital for observation. And lost a lot of momentum from that point onwards. Yep. I'll be honest with you. I thought at the time it was going to be tough for him to win this championship. And the last, you know, since Brazil, we've seen Lewis just go, you know, all the momentum swung back to Lewis and yep, Mercedes yep. and Toto Wolff and, and uh, you know, the, the Mercedes teams. Yeah. Team, sorry. So for Max to win the championship, like I said, we'll get to the controversy yep. a bit later. But for Max to win the championship, 
that's an incredible feat and one I, that cannot be taken away from him. No, again, I said I when you reviewed all last night and yesterday, like I did, I was when he actually well won. Yeah, again, Hollywood movie. Like I was, I was waiting for Bruce Willis or someone to walk out and you know like the hero music to play. And really, Max is a hero, you yeah. know. Mate? And also, you look at just the racing they put on. Mm. Like I actually I'm a bit annoyed. I missed a few rounds now because Lewis and Max raced. Yep. Wheel to wheel, wing to wing, they raced, mm. and that's what you pay to see. Yep. So yep. you can't. I think that's the first person in a long time that's taken it to Lewis like that. Well, mm. in the last couple of years at least. Well, since 2016. Let's be yeah. honest. Since Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Exactly. So. That's 100% true. What do we think of Lewis's year? I, I personally thought... Well, what, yeah, let's hear what you think of Lewis's year. I mean... Um, we all know I'm not a Lewis fan, but I'll be very nice. He... Oh, again, he had a competitive year. He was made to earn his dollars this year. Mm, yep. Um, That's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, you're right. What, what, it will, what it will make him do next year... Just long story short, I'm actually glad Max won because it will make Lewis race next year. Yeah, 100%. Yep. I reckon if Lewis had a won last night, and we're probably getting out of order and things, I reckon if Lewis had a won last night, he were retired. Mm, yeah. Yep. But I have a tendency to agree with you. The thing, Lewis came home with a head of steam, and, you know, you looked, as I said, from Brazil onwards, he had a really competitive car. Yeah. What I liked about Lewis is that he never threw the towel in this season. He no. never threw the towel in. And in some ways, I think he took, you know, the higher ground on some of the incidents, yes. on-track incidences. Uh, said we'll get into the controversy. We'll get into the full race shortly. I'm not going to talk about that now. But there were a number of times during the year he got out of it. Yep. Went wide or took the took the fight to the next corner yep. instead of that corner. And that shows, you know, I think that showed a lot of um, character about him. The way he conducted himself at the end of the race last night, yep. I actually, you know me, I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan, um, but I'm not saying he won me over, but I feel he conducted himself. That's probably the best. I think he gained more fans by coming second last night. They've already did by winning. Yeah, he was the humblest I've ever seen him last night. Mm-hmm. In yep. fact, the last few rounds, when you just put it best, he raced this year mm. and didn't throw the towel in. I remember years gone by where Lewis would clip his toenail in the shower, halfway through a race would be like, oh, I hurt my toe, get out of the car, game over. Mm. Nah. Last night, he pushed and pushed. And I mean, the last few rounds, pushed and pushed and pushed. And, I mean, they pushed each other, which is yep. yeah, awesome to see. Um yeah, very humbled, Lewis. Um, mm. I thought he was going to have a complete dummy spit and just not box on, but have words with Max and carry like a pork chop and slam the door. But no. No, he, quite the contrary, wasn't it? Yeah, but anyway, we'll get to that bit later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and look, let's just have a... We'll have a brief discussion here about Red Bull's year as well. I can't help but think, even though on points it doesn't indicate it that way, but... I think Red Bull had arguably, even though they came second in the champion, Constructors' Championship, Sergio Perez's influence this year yep. was certainly noticeable. 
and I know I, I know yeah. I keep going back to the circling back around about Valtteri and how hopeless I think he is. Last yeah. night was a perfect example of how hopelessly inadequate Valtteri Bottas was as a co-driver. Correct. MIA, nowhere to be seen, couldn't run back up. Yeah. Completely unreliable. And I can tell you now, there is no way in the world Toto Wolff will be missing Valtteri Bottas next year. And oh, this yeah. is what this is what a lot of people should be concerned because next year Valtteri's been replaced by someone that can drive. Yeah. And that is uh, George Russell. Yes. And I'm sorry, cheerio to all the Valtteri Bottas fans. I've never, I just cannot understand. He was completely MIA last night and left Lewis to fight that fight on his own. Yeah. Did you see Sergio Perez take that fight? Like, I mean, backed Lewis yes. Hamilton up, back into the clutches of, of Max Verstappen. Yes, I was standing on the couch yelling at the TV at that point in time. I think, you know, if you think in many ways, Sergio Perez came out of that looking pretty pretty good too. Oh, he's, he's just signed another year contract with Red Bull for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, you know, undeniably, um, you know, he will finish fourth of in the, in the, in the, in the driver's championship. Yeah. So just recapping on the driver's championship, Max Verstappen wins the championship, Lewis Hamilton second, Valtteri Bottas third, Sergio Perez fourth, Carlos Sainz fifth. I really want to harp on that. Ferrari also yes. secured uh, third in the constructors. Yes. And, Carlos will call him the best of the rest. Yeah. And that's a magnificent result for the Ferrari fans, myself included, hand up. It's a, that's great news. I was really happy to see Carlos go so well there. Uh, Charles Leclerc needs work. Needs work. Yeah. Needs to have a nice Christmas break. Yes. Get back to Monaco or Monte Carlo there and... Uh, I don't know. Have a, have a wee nap and, you know, yep. just, yeah. He needs yeah. to come back. He needs to, to tune up. And um, our Daniel Ricciardo came eighth in the championship as well. So congratulations to to all the teams. We're going to take a short break here. But when we get back, we'll be more. We'll talk more about, um, I think we'll get into the, the controversy right after the break. Yep. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 127. We're reviewing the the grand finale. The World Championship has been decided in Formula 1. We're reviewing yep. the last race of the season. It was from Abu Dhabi. Beautiful place. Looked like a, a beautiful track as well. Never been there myself, but uh, they've been racing there for a few years now. So we're just reviewing that. All right, elephant in the room. We have to get into basically the race itself and talk about the controversy. I think it needs to be discussed because I've been thinking about it for since the race is completed. Now, you'll have to forgive us as of recording. Um, we understand that Mercedes are going to um, appeal the appeal. Yep. So they appealed straight after the race. That yep. appeal fell through. There, so they're appealing the appeal. Uh, so that that's um, we'll, we'll as we record this that that second appeal hasn't taken place and uh, you know we'll keep you posted of that on our socials how that goes. Let's get into the let's get into the first lap incident actually yep. first. Um, when you dive bomb someone, yep, and make him take evasive action, yes, here's a news flash. 
you shouldn't have to give that place back. Dive bombing is not overtaking. I'm sorry. Max Verstappen dive bombed him big time. If if Lewis hadn't taken evasive action, that would have crashed right there and then. The race was over. Yeah. So tell me what you think, because obviously I can see the look on your face. You're not agreeing. <laughs> That's good. No, no, you, you're right. I hate to say Max was going for the lunge. Mm. I actually think he was trying to do the Michael Schumacher and, you know, Robin's racing, see you later, punt them both out. But, uh, um, Hamilton took advantage of the fact that he had to cut across the track. Yeah, so <laughs> I, it's a valid point. I think we'll get through our comments shortly. We've had a number of comments today because we asked <laughs> for some commentary. So you, you're saying that, uh, that he didn't give the advantage back. Probably not. You're probably right. I think <laughs> no. the advantage he'd gained, well, he gained a, quite a significant advantage. He didn't give that back. Race control, Michael Massey, we'll be mentioning that name a few times tonight. Yeah. Michael Massey certainly said that it felt that he had, but all he had to do was give back the advantage. But do you think he had to give back the spot? No. Oh, no, neither do I. Yeah, that just short answer. About, you, you led me into that one. I was about to say, I didn't think I need to swap spots. But I think Hamilton should have backed off two car lengths or something. I don't, I don't know how you're going to work that, though. Like, do you mm. tell... What do you tell Hamilton? Back off point two of a second for the next two laps? Or, like, what, how do you do it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> and Michael Massey felt that he had done that in any event. Yeah. So, yeah, look, he that, that was the first... I, I, dive bombing's not passing. But anyway, I could stand corrected. Um... All right, so let's get... We've gone from the first lap. Let's go to the last lap because not a hell of a lot happened in between. Basically, Lewis drove ahead, drove off into the sunset. We saw Sergio... So Lewis came in for a pit stop tyre change at lap 14. Yep. So Perez was still out there. He took the lead of the race. Uh, Max Verstappen pitted at the same time. They both went for a set of hards. Yep. So Lewis went from a medium to a hard. Yep. Max went from a hard to a hard, I think. No, no, Verstappen... Max went from a soft a to soft, a hard. Sorry, you're right. No, no, yeah, and that's what blew my mind, is the fact that he had softs on in the opening of the race, they didn't do much for him. No, they did nothing for him. They did apps like poor tyre choice. Yeah. But then arguably, if they had to put him on mediums or hards, would he have been slower? Possibly. How yeah. was a piece of string? But anyway. Yep. Yeah, so they pitted roughly the same time. So, um, But then Lewis drove out on Max again, basically. Yep. Again, a good lead. C- catches up to Perez, but Perez plays the ultimate wing game, win, wingman game. and Team orders. Team orders and yep. backs, backs Lewis up in a fair way too. That two laps where he backed him up, that was awesome racing. Oh, that was... Huge, you know, Sergio Perez, Checa as they Checo as they like to call him, Mexican driver, really kind of underrated, and we almost lost him to the sport, you know, a year yeah. ago. He was on the outer there. He lost his seat at Racing Point. Uh, the fact that he's back in a Red Bull, I'm really looking forward to seeing him next year. Yeah, um, yeah, I I think I think he did a lot for his brand last night. And uh, it was great to see him race so hard against Lewis Hamilton. He even passed Lewis. Like, Lewis got around him, and yeah, then he that passed was, Lewis again. That was awesome. You know, and that's and as you can see, you could see Max Verstappen catching up hand over fist over oh. him. So, anyway, 
So we get to lap 53, I think it is, or 54. I was about to say, you missed an important part, which I reckon played as well. As much as Toto has been an arguably good team boss, he made some very poor decisions last night, which also affected the outcome of the race. Mm -hmm. Like leaving Lewis out on those tyres. Yeah, interesting, interesting point. So I, I, (laughs) I kind of felt they had no choice but you think so you think that they had the opportunity to pit do you think they would have lost track position had they pitted because it's a roughly a 25 second there cycle. was there was literally probably two or three laps where they had a window where the pace of the Stappen wasn't good enough to catch lewis and if they had a pitted and chucked super softs on which is what i would have done in the last, or softs in the last 10 laps, Lewis would have got the advantage back hand over fist and all over. Yeah, yeah. That's a very wild prediction, I know, but that's been going in my head all day. But they put track position right up here. Yeah. For those watching the video, my yeah, head yeah. is up, up, up here. They put track position yep. right up here. Did... Was it that paramount? Because you, you, you make a valid point. Maybe it wasn't that and again, paramount. I'm actually praising Lewis here a bit. Like, the stats would speak for themselves. Hypothetically, just a hypothetical, if they had to put softs on that car, they had a set to use that is. I'm pretty sure they did that. They had a set of softs they could use. There was a, a small window where they would have had enough time that Lewis would have gained the advantage because Verstappen wasn't making his point eight seconds a lap, whatever it was. No, 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 not even close. And he would have been overtaken, Lewis, in the pits, but he would have taken the fight back to Verstappen and then some. And it would, I reckon we would have had yeah, a different you're right. outcome. You, you, uh, you, you, you are right, but I, I you know, sometimes they, they did, they play. And, I mean, he wanted to pit too. I yes. Mean, he didn't say it in so many words. He wasn't as forthcoming as we've seen him in other races, but... He did question it, that he felt that they should have pitted. I'm not sure they had another set of softs. They certainly did have another set of hards, but... Even mediums, though. Yeah. Again, the pace that Lewis had on that car, there was that window where I think there was an incident. They had probably a two or three... Yeah, it was three. a virtual safety car, yeah. They had enough time. Lewis would have yeah, fallen behind, but gained the advantage and all over. Okay, then. So that that was I know the virtual safety car yep. you were referring to, but so then let's just talk about the last the the so yeah we'll, we'll get there now. Let's Nicholas Latifi, right? What's his what are the odds that he drives for Mercedes anytime soon? <laughs> Probably nil, nil. Well, it's luckily his father is actually shareholder of McLaren, so anyway, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> Nicholas Latifi, that was a bit of a look. I mean, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, Charles Leclerc. What what, what happened there? Like he was balked by uh, by. <laughs> by Max Verstappen coming back out of the pit and and yeah lost a lot of track. As, as I said, I was um I was actually in a bunch of a room of people online. Sounds really fun, I know. Like you know, don't get too excited, people. But I had fun. We were all talking F one all night on a chat channel, and there were some very avid F one fans in there. As I said, maybe he went to get ice cream. I don't know. I just don't understand where <laughs> where he where he was going. Yeah, I don't think he knew where he was going until he got there. And then Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. That was a real amateur. Yeah, I crashed that one. Sorry. But yeah. young, young driver, so he's still making his way. 
Yes. Anyway, so he crashes on lap 54, 53, I don't recall. Uh, 53. Yeah, 53. It was a 58-lap race. So they call a safety car. Now, in when you're in second place, you had the added benefit of doing the opposite of whatever the leader does. Yep. The leader is disadvantaged in that yep. situation. But would any right-minded person have pitted Lewis at that point of the race? No. I'm of the same opinion. No. That, that time, no. Even yeah. though he really, like, again, statistically he should have come in. But it was looking as though the race was going to finish under yellow because yeah. there was a lot of carbon fibre on the track. Yeah. There looked to be... A, uh, the car was... It wasn't that heavily damaged, but it, the car needed to be removed. This is Nicholas Latifi's car we're referring to. Oh, and they had to use extinguishers on the track, which yeah. put a whole bit of flame in the corner anyway, or powder. But yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah, there was a heap of powder on the track. The Williams was pretty... Yeah, it had to be removed by a telehandler. So I actually was of the belief the race was going to finish under a yellow car. I would not yeah. have pitted Lewis. So Toto Wolf, yeah, I think he made the right call there. Max Verstappen, on the other hand, nothing to lose. Absolutely yep. nothing to lose. Throw a set of softs on it. They yep. don't even think it was... Well, yeah, I think they were softs, actually. I, I thought they went back to mediums again. Whatever, whatever they well, had in the bank. Of, yeah. yeah, it was a fresh set of tyres. Yep. They throw that on the car. Nothing to lose. You're in second place. They can't drop back to third. The gap to third was was yep. was huge. So absolutely nothing to lose. Throw a set on. You're going to be um, back when the if if the race does go green, you're in a good position. Yep. Now, the thing that I don't understand is when you allow cars, uh, lapped cars, what are your thoughts on lapped cars? First, before we talk about that, oh. so lapped cars that are in the line behind a safety car, I don't mean to talk bring Bathurst back into this discussion, but Bath we saw at the Bathurst uh, 1000 this year, I think every safety car, they did the lucky dog wave through, so yeah. all the lapped cars got yep. waved, waved through. I don't, as a, as, a, as a motorsport fan, I don't like that. You're rewarding mediocrity. If you're a lap down, here's a newsflash. You're a lap down. Why are we allowing lapped cars to unlap themselves? I'm going to agree with you 50-50 here, believe it or not. No, I want you to, because that's, that's what this is all about. <laughs> in Formula, not, in Formula right. 1, they really, they really, really actually need to go back and have a look at the old rule of... What was it, the 80-20 rule, the 90-10 or something? You know, that you had to be a certain amount on the pace? Mm-hmm. Because I can guarantee you, again, going back to the whole season in an afternoon, you realise... Oh, mate. There was a, it was a four-speed race. Every race, race was a four-speed race. Not a two-speed, not a three-speed. It was four speeds. And there was Max and Lewis up the front, maybe someone else. Then there was the rest of the next pack down, which were always about 10 to 15 seconds off, which is still a huge deficit, right? They, they were even further than that. But they, they had a massive lead, those two. Then there was a third pack that would be about 20, 25 seconds off. Um, and then there was your pack that would get lapped. And I'm like, how? Oh, there's, there's a, there's a, there's, we, the sport isn't in a position where they can knock back uh, entrance. But, um, but you make a very valid point. But if, if you are going to do the lucky dog wave, I call yeah. it the lucky dog wave through. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a wave through as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. It goes back to the old day where the guy in the safety car would, I, call, yeah. I still call it a pace car, where he would wave you through. For those yeah. watching the video, I'm waving my hand. So I, I think it, I don't like it. I don't like no. lapped cars getting waved through to unlap themselves. Anyway, the sport has the facility to do it. Formula One supercars. Mm-hmm. But those cars need roughly, would you say, a lap to get themselves on the back of the line? Yes. Now, when you're under safety car, yep. those cars are at full speed. They're at full speed to make their way back around. Yep. That's allowed in this situation. Yep. The... the um, they felt that that wasn't going to be able to happen because Latifi's car still, for the first two or three laps of the safety car, Latifi's car was still on the track. Yeah. So they couldn't get the wave through. Now, any sane person would say, oh, well, this if, the, if, if they are going to go green with one lap to go, all the lapped cars are going to have to stay in position. Yeah. But Michael Massey made the decision to allow five lapped cars, the cars that were between Lewis Hamilton and um, Max Verstappen, that yep. were the five. The five were Lando Norris, Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, Charles Leclerc, and Sebastian Vettel. They were allowed to pass. Yep. And then moments later, safety car was coming in. Yep. Now, that is unheard of. This doesn't really happen because we still had Daniel Ricciardo and Lance Stroll in between Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz. Yes. They weren't allowed to pass, those two. So at the restart, first and second were first and second in the queue. Then there was two lapped cars, and then third was in the queue. Yep. So my question, if we want the race to be, for the guys to go racing, where was Carlos Sainz's opportunity? Next year. I don't understand how <laughs> this basically made Lewis a sitting duck. Oh, it did. He was a sitting duck. Look, Michael Massey, he he is the race director, and as it turns out, I've read the I've had a good look through the rules. Yeah. And as I read it, um, I've highlighted here. It, Article fifteen point three gives the race director overriding authority over the use of the safety car. So basically, at the end of the day, he can say whether part, only a handful of lapped cars go through and the others don't. I don't agree with that because that's never been the. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Was it Matthew's decision? Well, I don't know. He's taken the heat for it. That's for sure. Was it his decision? Probably not. We we're all there to pay and see a show. Was he being told to put on a show? Highly oh, likely. Yes. But this is where a race director is not the race promoter. Yeah. The race director cannot be the race promoter. No, no. The race director is not the promoter of the show. He's not responsible for the look and the feel. We all agree. We all agree. The the opponents, the competitors, people invested in the sport want the race to finish under a green. Yep. We all agree with that. But surely leaving the lapped cars in their spot and allowing the race to finish under a one lap, which meant that Max had to get past five lapped cars, those cars would have been given the blue flags. Yeah. 
had he but would he have cleared them and still been able to mount a challenge to Lewis? I don't know. But if he had, I don't think anyone would have a problem. Mm. No one would have a problem today. No. But you putting Max Verstappen right behind Lewis Hamilton on the restart. Yeah. But not the guys behind him. I don't know. Since when do you... I, oh, no, just, just you guys unlap yourselves, not the rest of them. If yeah. I was sitting in Ferrari today, so hang on a sec. We could have had a crack at the race win too. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah 100%. Where was Carlos Sainz's opportunity? Yeah, but true. he had Daniel Ricciardo and Lance Stroll in front of him. I, you know what? To be honest, I didn't even notice that bit. Mm. This is, these are the things that when you make these decisions... And look, Michael Massey, we're not having a go at Michael Massey. He'll be a man under so much pressure at the moment. Oh, mate, he, he, yeah, he wouldn't have slept last night. No. And as the race director, but this is where rules need to be written. I'm not saying he's probably acted appropriately or what he believes appropriately, uh, but the reality is um, we haven't heard the end of this, unfortunately. No. We're going to take a short break. And we're going to get a little, we've gone a little bit too serious here. We're going to take a short yep. break here and we'll be back. We're going to take a bit of a lighthearted look at the season. We're going to talk about some commentary we've got as well. So we'll be back with more right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 127. And um, yeah, we're just going through. The Formula One season, the Formula One season that was. Hey, um, let's get back to look a bit of a lighthearted look. It was a bit of a farewell for Kimi Raikkonen. It was yeah. sad to see him go. Uh, far, he couldn't finish the race, a brake failure in the Alpha. He still got driver of the yeah. race though. Yeah, he good. did. He did. And um, we also say goodbye to thirteen inch rims. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not on board with the new rims. I've seen some drawings of them. I'm just, not that it matters, I guess, but I've always been a big fan of the high walls or the tall walls on Formula One cars, and I think the new tyres don't look that great, but No, I don't, I don't get how you go from 13 to 18. Yeah, I know, well, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Sebastian Vettel finished as the overtake king. He did this season 132 overtakes as opposed to Fernando Alonso's 128 overtakes and Kimi Raikkonen's 127 overtakes. Yeah. Interesting, those two, three cars, they're mid, they're from, um, one's um, uh, Aston Martin, the other one is uh, Alpine and the other one is an Alfa Romeo. Mid-pack cars. Yeah. So it's interesting to see those mid-pack cars do the most overtaking. I mean, it's kind of logical, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, really interesting, and it's going to be uh, sad to see Kimi Raikkonen go. I, yeah. um, you know, I've been a big fan of Kimi Raikkonen over the years. Yeah, so Kimi Raikkonen's kind of been replaced by Valtteri Bottas, I guess you could say, and Antonio Giovinazzi uh, leaving the team, being replaced by Guan Zhu, so the Chinese driver who came second in Formula 2. Speaking of Formula 2, we can officially say we have an Australian world champion in Formula 2, Oscar Piastri. Congratulations. That is a magnificent effort to get to. He did it. In the end, pretty easy. So yeah. I can't wait to see. He'll be test driver at Alpine next year. Yep. So he'll, they'll blood him in the Alpine. Uh, he'll do a few practice sessions, no doubt, as well. And who better than to teach him than Fernando Alonso? Oh, I think. And, 
in previous years we've seen good drivers that are test drivers and we think, why are they sitting in that seat for? Something happens in the first couple of rounds, all of a sudden they're in the big leagues and that's where they either step up or step sideways. But Oscar, I think, has the potential to step up, is what I'm getting at. 100%, 100%. And look, I look forward to seeing him test driving. We'll be following his... Yep. Look, he'll have the year to, to be exactly that test driver yeah uh, we look forward to seeing him take on some uh you know get the drive in 2023 no doubt and fernando alonso as well to to teach him and esteban ocon there as well i think you know he's got some good people around him some yeah. fast people around him so it'd be great to see him going well there we wish him all the very best and yeah, just to go back, Ferrari's third place in the construction championship. I just can't get over that because they were dead in the water in the yeah, middle of the when they <laughs> Ferrari were completely out of it. Yeah, and they secured the best of the rest. I always call that the anyone in third is the best of the rest. Yeah, that's right. Because you got Mercedes and Red Bull take up the first two. Mm-hmm. Anyone else is the best of the rest, and that is a magnificent effort because you know all the fans. It's it's great for them. Um, I still think that they're probably a few years away from getting back to where they need to be. Yes, I'm um, with you. And I think you know we've got to be watching Aston Martin as well. Lance Stroll, uh, Lawrence Stroll is investing a considerable amount of money into the team and to yeah. Aston Martin as well, the, the motor vehicle yes. that is. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they how, how they go. We had some commentary as well. We asked for comments on our social media, yeah. so we need to we need to get through that. You want to? You said that some one of our listeners reached out to you as well, Todd. Do you want to? Yes, I um, had uh, Denver mm-hmm. who's listening uh, send some links to me this afternoon about um, the stewards' decisions, mm-hmm. and yep. he supplied some good reads for me. But uh, he also uh, commented here, I'd hate to be in uh, Ma- Matthew's shoes at the mm-hmm. time. As yep. we were talking about this afternoon. Uh, Denver and I myself. Um, final few laps weren't perfect, but Lewis also didn't give back the advantage he gained on the opening lap. Regardless or not, if his car had the ability to get drove away from Max as he gained advantage from not taking the corner, which put him out of DRS range. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. The, the DRS range... See, that's the thing. There's no DRS for for the first two laps of the race. So he was yeah. already out of the DRS range uh, in an appropriate fashion. So a good pick-up, Denver, actually. It's, yeah. That's, it's, you make an interesting point. Um, he also mentioned that uh, RB, um, Red Bull Racing, RBR, also played a hard strategy game the whole weekend, too, which they did. We mentioned that. And last thought, Mercedes brought a barrister with them for the weekend. I feel there would have been some kind of protest, even if it was less controversial loss. There was no way Merck were going to lose quietly. Mm. No, no. In, oh, I, I. And a barrister, as in they weren't making coffees. They were, uh, <laughs> you know, had the hammer and the, the book, and they were telling you how it was. So uh, just for those playing at home, you know. We had some... Look, we have some Hamilton... I don't know, not so... Fa- not fans here. Um, Glenn wrote, as long as Hamilton didn't win, I'm happy. Uh, Johnny wrote, well deserved, regardless of the way it happened. The luck finally went his way. Uh, Adam, uh, well worth staying up for last night. I admit, as soon as they said they weren't going to investigate the first lap shenanigans, that it was all over. Man of the match was definitely Sergio Perez. He made that Red Bull car six metres wide. Very true, very true. Yeah. I think they need to change the rules so that the laps under the safety car conditions don't count, just like in the other sports where they don't where they stop the clock. It's a very good point, Adam. It would 
uh, add another element of fuel and tyre strategy when the distance of the race is no longer a certainty. Spectators pay to see 58 laps of racing, not 53 and 5 parade laps where nothing happens. Thank you, Adam. That's a good point. Daniel wrote, tactical masterclass. Mercedes lost that title for Hamilton. Red Bull, well played. Alex wrote, someone different, not a Hamilton fan. And Linda wrote, Hamilton was robbed big time. And I'm not a Hamilton fan, she goes on to say. So <laughs> some interesting comments there that we had uh, on our socials. So thanks thanks for everyone that wrote in. It was great to to hear from you all. And uh, look, I mean, I I try not to get sucked into the socials too, too much. But there is a wave of Lewis Hamilton... Yeah, hating at the moment, which is a bit sad in itself because I think um, the way he conducted himself last night. What what was he supposed to do? No, again, as I said, I um I have been known to rip the me me too rip the piss. I'm going to say that I get away with saying that out of Hamilton, and I have for many years. I'm going to be I'm actually going to raise my hand. I have for many years. I'm not not this isn't my isn't my first ride around the block about <laughs> ripping the piss out of Lewis. Okay. I've been doing it for a long time, all right? Mm. But, yeah, in fact, again, watching all the races sort of in a succession, a lot of respect back for Lewis. Oh, 100%, yeah, me too, me he, too. He drove, I keep, I'm going to say it again, he drove the car this year, mm. which yep. is what is what he used to do in his first couple of years. He actually was, he drove the car. Mm-hmm. And, but he had that go-kart, go-kart mentality. You could tell the years Brilliant kart driver, brilliant Formula 2 driver. He used to dive bomb people. He used to do those mm. just risky manoeuvres. But he got away with it because he actually had raw talent and a pretty good set of, well, a good car behind him at the time. Mm. And now he's had to almost, you know... Yeah, he's gone full circle. Just full like circle. And again, he? I think next year you're going to see an old, young Lewis. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. He's yep. going to be back out there. He's going to be thirsty for a win. Mm. Watch out. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the team brings him the car he needs. Yeah. If he doesn't, he'll be driving the wheels and the wings and the, everything else off it. Mm. Yep. The proverbials, as they yes. say. <laughs> the proverbials. I look. It was a magnificent race. It was a magnificent end to the season. Uh, you know, the winner today is is not Max Verstappen. Yes, he is a winner. The winner is not Red Bull. Yes, they won the championship. The winner in my mind, is the Formula 1 fans. And, yeah. oh, look, I mean, oh, that sounds really corny. It no, sounds, no. you know, but yeah. we all won uh, overnight. And I hope, you know, those that are the Lewis Hamilton fans stick with the sport, come back and watch it next year. You know, I'll be honest with you, Todd, today I got a number of phone calls today and text messages and, and commentary from people, friends of mine, yep. that are not into motor racing or not into motorsport, and contacted myself and, and just asked what my thoughts were. And they actually, I know I know one in particular friend of mine called me and said he subscribed to KO just yesterday just yep. to watch last night's race and he wasn't oh, disappointed. Yeah. And his son, his 12-year-old son, stayed up and watched it as well. I think they are the winners of of of, of last night's events. Yep. You know, made the news, made all oh, sunrise, everything. Yeah. I mean, I, not that that's, that should be the judge, the be-all and end-all. But even, you know, Simon uh, messaged this morning, couldn't make it to this podcast. But, you know, even he messaged and I... I you know, I think we're winning... We're winning we always compare Formula One to MotoGP. I'm not quite sure yeah. why. MotoGP is a very exciting sport, 
but for a few years, Formula One's been in the doldrums. But yes, Max has. Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton have come together, almost literally, <laughs> yeah. to, to make this sport so exciting again. You know, it would be really great to see uh, Ferrari and McLaren be part of this, yeah. this, this group. Because as you said before... Where it is a bit of a two-speed or four-speed sport, uh, these two guys really drove away literally with the championship. Uh, it'd be great to see some other some other talent. We saw Daniel Ricciardo at um, at Monza have a yep. wind. They were very strong there. We've seen other cars strong in, at particular tracks. What we need now is for these for the rest to catch up. And yeah. I think we're going to have a cracking, cracking 2022. I cannot wait. I, I believe so. I'll, I must admit, I'm replanning it next year. I'll be watching a lot more rounds as mm. they happen or as close as I can to as they happen. Because yeah. it's, yeah, the last 24 hours or so has got me invigorated invigorated back into f1 yeah reminds yeah. me why i like talking about motorsport so much i'm like that's how it should be you know we've <laughs> gone i'm looking at the time here we've gone 46 minutes we said oh yeah we just 10 minutes we, we said we actually texted each other this morning just say look, look i want to do a podcast we'll be just short 10 minute one a short one yeah but i knew it wouldn't be deep down I've, inside there was a part of me that said it's not going to be a short i one. thought maybe 20 <laughs> to be fair but anyway <laughs> we're going we're rolling up to 50 minutes todd I'll let you go. We've still got our Christmas podcast to do. Uh, that'll be dropping next Tuesday, the yep. 21st of December. So make sure you tune in for that one. That one is completely unprepared. I'm, yes. I'm admitting it. I'm going to put my hand up. Unprepared, unedited, and <laughs> un, what else did I say? I can't remember what I said now. Un, un, won't be prepared. Anyway, I don't remember what I said. But Unsalted as well. Yeah. It'll be yeah. It'll be just <laughs> off the cuff. Um, yeah, I can't remember what Anyway, it'll, I'm really looking forward to that as well. We all get together. We're going to have a bite to eat, a couple of drinks, yep. catch up. I don't know if we should do it in that order and then do the recording. Anyway, we'll decide. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so looking forward to that. Uh, that'll drop next Tuesday, 21st of December. All right, Todd, look, thanks for coming in at short notice. No it's, it's great to have you here, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. No worries. All right, take care. See you, everyone. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.